I'm Alex Blumenstein, filling in all week while Brett is on vacation. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, October 11th, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. And Alex, something that touches, I guess, business, sometimes finance, and sometimes tech as well, is the NHL, and it kicks off tonight in Toronto. It sure does, and I am excited to pretend that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to hockey. I was raised playing hockey. I was raised watching hockey. And a lot of people talk about like the annual depression that they get from watching the Leafs play. But I think I'm actually just so traumatized by it. I can't even watch a game anymore because of those nights when my bedtime would come and I would listen to the final play-by-play on the radio alone in bed and hear my team lose. And I can't even bring myself to care anymore because of true sports-related trauma. I hope that's not insensitive. Anyway. It's not insensitive, but let's put a plug in for Brett, who is a Leafs fan, and he will say that this is the year that they make it to the Stanley Cup Finals and win and hope he's an optimist eternal. He's an optimist and you got to like that about him. I actually do like this team. There are a lot of new players yeah. and my favorite Tyler Bertuzzi. So they got the might, they got the muscle, they got the skills. So it'll be a great year to watch the Leafs. So go Leafs go, even though I can really only root for the Bruins. Alex, aside from all of that, I at least cheer for the Leafs over the Bruins. Anyway, for our first story, we are addicted to cheap, addictive, and unhealthy foods. For our second story, 23andMe's data breach serves as another reminder to change your passwords. And for our last story, sandal maker Birkenstocks dips a toe in the public markets. For our first story, it turns out we're not the only ones who can't shake those late night snack cravings. That's right. I definitely only ate Taco Bell once this weekend. That's the truth. And I'm not alone. A recent meta-analysis of 281 studies across 36 different countries revealed that 14% of adults and 12% of children globally have become addicted to ultra-processed foods. The analysis shows that global consumption of foods like ice cream, fast food, and ready-made meals is booming, with ultra-processed foods now making up more than half of the average diet in the UK and the US. Researchers found that the contents of ultra-processed foods evoke similar levels of dopamine as addictive substances like nicotine and alcohol, and they can cause similar symptoms like intense cravings and withdrawals. It's a big yikes. Why is this happening, Jay? Well, it's not because a new Taco Bell is opening up down the street from you, although that is true. It's a Taco Bell <laughs> triangle. I'm in between two very close. It's not going to be great for those cravings for you. But while <laughs> highly addictive and unhealthy ultra-processed foods are often more affordable and accessible than other healthier options, as Canadians continue to feel pinched at the grocery store, many are relying on food that is increasing their risk of heart disease, cancer, and other severe health problems. A recent survey found that 45.5% of Canadians are prioritizing cost over nutritional value at the grocery store, with 63.3% saying that they're concerned that the compromise will negatively affect their long-term health. And experts are calling for certain ultra-processed foods to be officially labeled and categorized as addictive, a move some believe could go a long way in improving global health. And in 2022, Canada implemented labeling requirements for prepackaged foods that forced companies by 2026 to disclose on the front of their product labels if it's high in sodium, sugars, or unsaturated fats. Here's the thing. Labels and warnings will likely only go so far in helping consumers make healthier choices. If cleaner food continues to cost more, it'll be hard to get people who are already addicted to ultra-processed foods to make that change. For our second story, Jay, I'm going to get a guess at what your 23 results would uh, say about your heritage. Let's say here, 
Uh, 99% Ashkenazi Jew. Am I right? Well, I've never done 23andMe, but that, <laughs> that does sound right. It's probably similar for you, I'd guess. I would say so. I haven't done it either, but I know the results. 99%, maybe 100% Ashkenazi Jew. So you are right about that. And our genetic identities are no longer a mystery to hackers who actually put batches of genetic testing service 23andMe's user data up for sale last week. Here's what happened. Hackers broke into accounts, not with a site-wide breach, but by using previously leaked logins from other sites. This is a really good reminder not to reuse password, folks. So then what they did was they then scraped the data from users who had shared genetic info with the breached accounts through the DNA relatives feature. Hey. Oh, indeed. The data in these leaks are a whole nother level of sensitive compared to the info in a typical data breach. Genetic info can be used for racial ethnic targeting and, as the conversation points out, can't be changed like a bank pin or something like that if it goes wrong. The post selling the stolen data specifically advertised 1 million lines of data for Ashkenazi Jewish people and hundreds of thousands for ethnic Chinese people, two groups that in recent years have seen hate crime skyrocket. The bottom line, Jay, is that genetic testing companies have accrued millions of users who have not just given up troves of sensitive data, but have been encouraged to share it to get more accurate results, a practice that will now be called into question after the breach. I should think so. I would think so too. Jay, how many pairs of Birkenstocks have you worn while following fish on tour? Well, it's funny you should ask. <laughs> I honestly am wearing right now around my house. That's how old I am that I have a pair of Birkenstocks that I love to wear. I and I wear them too. around the house because uh, they're comfortable so I don't have to stand barefoot. So the answer is none following fish because I had them prior to fish even taking off. But And are you asking because they uh, launched <laughs> their IPO why. today? With the German shoemaker looking to sell 32 million shares for $49 US a pop, giving the company a $9.2 billion valuation. And from my perspective, that's too low. They're perfect. Wow. Wow. That's right, Jay. It's the fourth blockbuster IPO within the past month, following Arm, Clavio, and Instacart, all of which start off red hot, but since have delivered mixed results. Burks were once thought to be strictly for organic food store owners and deadheads like Jay. But they've boomed in popularity since Al Qatartan, a PE firm backed by Europe's biggest company, luxury giant LVMH, bought them in 2021. Last year, Birkenstock's total annual revenue came in at 1.24 billion euros. That's a 21% increase from the year before and a roughly 70% increase from two years prior. Since the acquisition, Birkenstocks have found a following in a different crowd. High fashion hype beasts, tired of sneakers and drawn to comforts promised by cork sandals, or in my case, plastic sandals. The company oh. has capitalized on this new clientele through collabs with brands like Stussy and Valentino. Now, whether someone buys a pair because of Kendall Jenner or Barbie, people who go Burks never really go back. A U.S. poll found that on average, Birkenstock owners own 3.6 pairs. That's pretty good. Now, here's the bottom line. Going public isn't easy for shoemakers. Just look at recently IPO flocks from Allbirds, which is your favorite, Alex, and Doc Martens. No. I used to yeah. wear them. I, I'm a Burks guy. I'm a Burks guy. And, you know, maybe I'll go punk and get into Docs. There you go. But Birkenstocks <laughs> has already done the near impossible, changing its image to consumers without alienating the buyers who initially made it popular. There are still plenty of Birkenstocks on the lot. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. That's right. I'm here all week, folks, and I will continue to check for what I'm going to call the Bloom Bump in Reviews. So let's make sure it happens. Get those likes, reviews coming in. Sure. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Talk again tomorrow, Jay. You got it. All right. All right.
shot. Wait.